Yeah, no, I don't think so. I like the song, but I don't feel like it fits, right? Eh. Well, shout out to uh, Booler, a gearhead. We tried. Who, uh, rec- who recommended that. We gave it a shot. I-, I like the song a lot, so I said let's give it a try, but it does not fit my vibe, really. I don't know if me and baby will really collaborate on anything. I do I do like the uh, the music in it, though. Yes, it's, very it's, good. I'm not yeah. a huge baby guy, but I, well, do, I do actually we like that song. Yeah. Now... <laughs> First and foremost, get to a lot of things here, but to all you cocksuckers who have said for eight months, oh, Mike, call me a rape apologist. Oh, Mike, always defended willy nilly. He defends Crystalia with this fucking uh, this guy. This guy defends pedophiles. You said about me today. I say this asshole Crystalia gave one of the worst fucking statements on planet Earth. Kevin Spacey gave a better excuse. <laughs> and people were like, oh, I think you're giving him a hard time. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfuckers. I can't win with you people. I thought it was it was almost good. Oh, it was horrendous. I, I thought he was going down the right line until he was what like. It was good. I thought he. Hey, you know what, guys? I, you know what? I'll come out and say it. I've had sex. Well, I that, cheated. That was the bad part. Oh, boy, boy, women hit me up all the time. And I'll tell you what, I've cheated on girlfriends, believe it or not. This girl I'm marrying fucked around behind her back. No one asked about that, Chris. (laughs) They're saying you fuck children. No shit. That was the bad part. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. If you haven't heard about uh, Crystalia and his Friday night news dump, by the way, I wonder if that was strategic or he's just too dumb. Well, I don't you know, know what I mean. Like for anyone else, I would thank God. They're just trying to put it out on a Friday night. Hopefully, people won't notice. But I think he was doing. I think he's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> I think he was putting it out, knowing that every like comic is gonna be watching the Patrice doc. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just we'll hide get to it, that too. Hide it behind that. I uh, I did just did uh, an episode of More on Money for uh, people who, uh, listening to the free podcast. Uh, this is live also on Saturday night, but uh, go check out uh, more on money on patreon.com slash blind Mike, because if you I, really, it's a defense of Craig. And if you hate Craig, it's kind of the reason I have him here. It's not because he's particularly talented or interesting or funny right. or uh, insightful or prepared <laughs> or good at his job. <laughs> none of the, it's none of those things, really. It's more that when I am left to my own devices, talking to myself, it's madness. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I just ramble endlessly. I don't know. I, I would be so useless during the moron monies because I have no idea what any of that shit means. I should have you there just to <laughs> bounce ideas off you. Or you could help me start a portfolio. You know, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah, see. but I don't like that. because So, so there was, you know. There were some uh, some rumors that I've lost people money, which I, that's outrageous. No one's oh, lost I should have got on my on my tips because I don't give tips. This is not financial advice, folks. I should have got that um, screenshot. But I don't like that in general. I don't want to be responsible for anyone's money. I, the shit I give out is just like, hey, look into yourself. You know, <laughs> take what I say and use it to do your own research. Mm, we have you know? a couple. Maybe we'll do that with Craig. I don't mind losing Craig's money. 
Yeah, let's lose my These good people that I mind. Let's see if uh, we got a caller. Let's see if they want to lose their money, too. Well, why not? Hello, sir or ma'am. I'm guessing sir. What's that? I'd like to... I'd like to talk to the rich fellow. I think I know who this is. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, I was wondering, uh, I know you're like big into like cryptocurrency and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe been into like mining? Uh, I know because I have a couple miners and some graphics cards. Uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, SOS Limited is a great, <laughs> a great stock to look into. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that person's a, alone. that person's a fan of Brian Regan. I think he is. I think you may be right. <laughs> His first appearance on the program, I believe. Um, yeah, so let's get into Crystalia first and foremost. Um, if you don't know, Crystalia is the guy. Uh, he's he's a comic that's kind of uh, I you know I heard someone say that he kind of replaced he took the Dane Cook role for this generation. I think that's a pretty good comparison. Although I think he's a lot less funny than Dane Cook. He's significantly less funny. Yeah. Dane, Cook, um, Dane Cook's actually funny. But, but I mean, maybe if we were in high school now, we would think Crystalia was, you know what I mean? I it is kind of, a, it, it's tough to say because I liked Dane Cook when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, but he but has. I will go back and watch him now and I don't find him that funny. I do. I still think he's got jokes in there and Crystalia makes sounds and faces like a baby in the place of oh, with laughter. Hey, what if Shamu talked like this? That'd be dumb. It's like, yeah, we get it, Chris. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's actually what it is. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I hate don't wa- know what you mean. I hate watching all the time. Oh, it's rough. Um, so I've never been a Crystalia fan. However, I did uh, kind of defend him when he was in some hot water over the... Uh, which I will be in on Thursday, by the way. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, Crystalia was in Dutch over the summer, and uh, some girls came out and said, this guy preyed on me when I was a child. My God, that's terrible. But then the more uh, DMs and shit came out, it was like, eh, I don't know. Did he do anything wrong? Because in the messages, he's saying, he's asking if they're 18. You know, I... It, it's some some murky area. And then some of the girls were like, I was 21 and he invited me to ho- his hotel room. And it's like, well, that's... You know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, you, you do. You're an adult who's going to a stranger's hotel room. They, I can only imagine what you would be doing. You know? This, Not saying that's anyone's fault. This it's, famous, fu- it's fine to have sex. Yeah. Which Chris D'Elia apparently does not agree with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. So... Uh, he was pretty much silent for, I don't know, um, eight months. It's been probably yeah, nine he, months. He we're, put, getting, we're getting there. He put out the um, uh, the notes statement at one point. Say again? He put out like one of those um, Apple notes statements. Ah, uh, yes. That, Very that, powerful. That was about it. Um, and he took some time to reflect. And... Uh, Let's just start playing. So I, I said, start. you're going to start where I told you? Yeah. So the beginning, you're not missing much. Um, we're going to start a little ways in and just kind of see how far we get through it. But uh, basically, at first he says, you know, I said I didn't do anything illegal, and I stand by that. And then this. <laughs> I First of all, um, I, I do know how it looks. Uh with the uh, with all the stuff that's been said and the the emails that have been put out there and what the media has been 
uh, trying to say. And I know it looks bad um, and it, it doesn't show the full scope of the, of what happened. Um, I stand by the fact that all my relationships have been consensual and legal and that's just it. Um, end of the video. That's the truth. Right. <laughs> that should have been the end of the video right there. <laughs> yeah. So that, so Crystalia does a weird thing here where you heard him just say all his relationships have been consensual and legal. Then if that's true, why do you do this? <laughs> why on earth is this your next move to go down this rabbit hole? Because remember what people are accusing Crystalia of originally was essentially being a uh, pedophile or a statutory rapist, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, and then that kind of evolved to, he was being inappropriate with women. I don't think at any point Crystalia grasped. Yeah, I mean, he had nine months to sit at home and think about what he's done. <laughs> and it seemed like it did not sink in at all based on this. No. I threw this kind of time away. Um, I've seeked out a lot of kind of, um, you know, medical advice, therapy and stuff like that. Uh, that doesn't matter here. No yeah. more, but what hey, doc, I've been I sticking my prick in everything that moves. What do I, you got anything for that? I haven't carded a single one of them either. Doc, you know what? When I see an attractive woman, my prick gets hard. Do you have anything to, to, to help me out? <laughs> so, you're, so you're male. You're telling me <laughs> <laughs> to understand what, what, is what medical advice. Are you seeking? I think, I think he's going, he's, Ooh. He's I getting caught pedophilia. <laughs> I, think, I, caught a, I caught a bad case of spe speaking to underage girls. When I say this video is almost good, he's like circling the things he should say. And he's like, it sounds like he's always about to well, say that's what them. makes it bad. Though. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree completely with you. <laughs> but I'm saying he's like that close to just nailing it. But he's saying all the wrong fucking things that you throw out on the scrap paper. <laughs> You're like, no, America, no, no, no you I can't bring me. that up. I'm gay. The <laughs> 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 fucking Kevin Spacey. Does, it's worse than Kevin Spacey. Does the hair make sense now? <laughs> um, that was the best when Spacey was, was just like, all right, you know what? You red hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm attracted to men. You know what? I'm. I'll fine. I'll say it. <laughs> I like fourteen like year Guatemalan guys. Ten years too. Late. We've been fine with gay people for a while. <laughs> That's not the issue here. <laughs> all right, Chris. What else do you have to say for yourself? Let's see. Oops. It's always about sex to me. My life Righteous was, <laughs> I mean, sex, it, it controlled my life. It, it, it was the focus. It was my focus um, all the time. And I had a problem. And I do have a problem. It's not like you, you, you know, months down the line, you just kind of, everything's better. Um, I need to do work on that. Um, when I first started doing stand-up and I started getting a little bit of notoriety in my early 30s, um, you know, having sex got a lot easier is the, uh, you know, for the lack of better words. I mean, you guys know uh, what, I, what I'm talking about, right? When you turn 30, <laughs> pussy just rains on you. You make you make a few bachelorette parties laugh. You're in. Yeah, 
You, yeah, you all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Once you get into 30s and snatch head to toe. I'm 32. I have no fucking idea You're what he's talking about. You're up to your eyeballs about. in it. Oh, <laughs> what a relatable statement this is. Well, of course you can sympathize with me, folks. I was in poon up to my eyeballs. You know, you know when you're in great shape, you make people laugh, but you're 30 also. Pussy. Does he? Come to does me. he? So what I'm to take so far? Maybe you know. Maybe you'll turn me around. I say, as if I haven't already watched it three times. Yeah, uh, does it, is he under the impression that we were just upset about sex of any age? Correct. Uh, Leroy, <laughs> just two adult. We we were all pissed off. <laughs> Leroy, that Crystalia was having sex with maybe thirty year olds, forty year olds. <laughs> Leroy in the comment section with a great point. He said the sex addiction excuse is so nineties. <laughs> oh, Tiger Woods. That was that, it. Was a little cliche when Tiger Woods did it. But that was true. He was like banging like forty year old like ninety nine restaurant waitresses. Right. He might be a sex addict. Chris D'Elia was a single guy. I mean, I guess he was cheating on girlfriends and shit. Right. But you know what I mean? Not married. A comic traveling on the road, having some fun. A good looking guy, from what I understand. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with fucking women consensually. Right. That was not the issue anyone had. I, I got to tell you, Chris, people have been outraged about a lot of stupid shit. But this one, their belief was that you were fucking children. And I got to say... I'm with him on that. <laughs> You're avoiding it's it. It's not a great thing to do. Will Will you address that at any point, Chris? Let's find out. Well, he he brief in the first um the first bit that we skipped. He's like they were yeah, all, it was all legal, and that that was the only but thing. Then why it goes on for nine more minutes? Like I said, that's where it should have stopped. <laughs> this like, is a uh, almost ten minute video. <laughs> right after he said it was all consensual and legal, he'll be, he should have just been like, "I'll see you guys next week on my podcast," and then <laughs> and then that's it, and then move the fuck now, on. Folks, I know you may not like Craig, but that's a spot on Crystal. You don't know Crystal. I'm killing. We'll watch his act. <laughs> I'm crushing right now. I'll just replace him, just like a bloated, redheaded face. Like, <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> torn colleges. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> um, I have to I defend like you eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, listen, he was always nice to me. <laughs> he was lurking in nursing homes. <laughs> I went. I go the opposite route. <laughs> Lucky. I felt like, oh wow, I don't need to work as hard. You know, I can just do a show and then have sex or roll into a city and look at my uh, inbox and then just start writing. And, and I, I did. Mean, you guys man. know how I it wrote. is when you roll into Detroit and your inbox is full and it's raining pussy down, a hailstorm of pussy falls in on you from the sky. I mean, you know how it is folks, right? I, what I, is this? I don't know. This is this is like I said, where he, he's like an idiot, fucking dumbass. <laughs> he played there. We'll never make through if I keep stopping. <laughs> Let's point out where he's dumb. We'll stop every time. <laughs> I mean, I know you've seen some of the messages online. I mean, there's there's way more than that. I I, I would get fifty. That's great, Chris. At least fifty messages after a show. Oh, you haven't seen the worst of it. <laughs> I'm so hot. My DMs exploded every time I stepped foot over a border. Oh. Well, you haven't even gotten to the 14-year-olds. <laughs> you tried that? Delightful. You've seen nothing. <laughs> and I would reply to all of them. 
And I thought in my uh, in my mind that being straight up with these women was the right thing to do. I'd say, hey, come to my hotel room and let's have sex. Let's make out. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. And but we all know that is definitely not how he said it. Well, <laughs> if it is, let's say it is. Because, I mean, like I said, he's he's a famous guy. Um, I I can understand if... Uh, he, I, I guess he has a big female fan base, from what I understand. So I can like understand if, if girls hit him up and want to fuck him. I really don't believe there's anything wrong with messaging them back and saying, yeah, come to my hotel room. I do. I personally don't think that's a crime. I don't think it's immoral. Um, if he's cheating on girlfriends or fiancés, I think that's between... Him and the fiance, you know what I mean. I said it when I when fucking KFC went through his shit. Tiger, any cheating scandal like that? <laughs> my logic is, why do we give a fuck? Right. Like, yeah, it's a horrible thing to do to that woman. But why? Why am I supposed to give a fuck? You know what I mean. He didn't betray my trust. From, he makes so it it's between you and them and your family and that type of shit. He makes it no sound one like was angry at too. him for cheating. <laughs> no, that's literally. Nothing to do with second. it. It no. never came up. No. I didn't know he had a fiance. I did. He, uh, she was pregnant forever, and I think they just had their kid within the last year. Yeah, I would guess more like nine-ish months, but <laughs> yeah. No, I guess they're still together. Well, he mentions that. He said, "Yeah, he, well, he mentions that." But my my thing is, <laughs> he's acting like America's problem. For once, America was not being outrageous. I thought they were wrong at a time. I don't anymore. <laughs> but but uh, for once, they were not being crazy. They said, hey, we think this man is having sex with underage women. And he's kind of saying like, boy, you know, <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I will no longer respond to DMs. I know you guys are That's here. That's what he's learned. <laughs> you're, you're listening to me now because you thought I'm fucking 14 year olds. But my God, <laughs> did I have a lot of sex. There's good news, folks. I've curbed my DMing habit. No more will I respond to fans. I'll go in online chat rooms and do it privately. By the way, also, um, the gain on his microphone is bugging the fuck out of me. Well, that's a technical thing. You know, I don't get I don't. That's for you producers to quibble over. You, you can hear it. It's just that in the background it's pissing me off. That was what I thought was right. I realized through all of this that doing that is just treating sex like it's casual and and being flippant with people. It fucking is. Um, <laughs> and that's not the guy I want to be. It's not okay, and I'm sorry for that. It makes me feel shameful, and it makes me feel bad. Uh I hate to keep doing this, but so I, someone has to clarify it for me and maybe uh, I may be having a couple gals on uh, this week that will clarify it for me. I guess I'm doing a podcast with uh, the roster. I think it is two girls from Pennsylvania. Um, So maybe, maybe they'll shed some light on this for me, but to my knowledge, no one's beef. and, And there are times where it comes up and I think that's, Kind of the case with Louie. I hate to bring it up, but <laughs> in some cases, that's the case where uh, people get all bent out of shape about casual sex. And it's like, okay, then we have to determine is casual sex okay? Is it okay for a famous guy to say to a fan, 
do you want to come back to my hotel room? And they, as two consensual adults, go back to the hotel room and fuck. I don't see anything wrong with that. That seems perfectly okay to me. It's been done forever, and I assume will continue to be done. Uh, so for us to act outraged over, it seems childish. But in this case, I don't think anyone... <laughs> refresh my memory. In the chat, in the comments, whatever. Refresh my memory. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I think the issue with most people was the child fucking. <laughs> Could be. Was the idea that maybe he fucked a few kids. <laughs> Uh, personally, you know, personally, like I, I think said, it came out mis- that it was like, ah, maybe they were 17, maybe they were 18, who knows? But that was the, the crux of the issue. <laughs> I, I think it's just his handling of women in general. I find it preposterous. Oh, yeah. It's, cool. Chris, you were treating sex too casually. These women are throwing themselves at you? You were out <laughs> having too much fun, Chris. <laughs> you were touring and women were throwing themselves at you left and right. And you didn't say no. That's what we all have beef with. Fucking reprehensible. This fucking guy. <laughs> Keep playing. How much time is left in this video? It's just so five I, minutes. Oh, <laughs> we'll we'll you know, people talk a lot about the power dynamic and about, uh, well, why should someone who want, who is a fan of yours have to worry about if you want to sleep with them or not? And that's why they're messaging. I don't, I don't know where I fall on that, you know? I Okay, pause. So right there he wants to say, well, they're adults and they messaged me. But instead, because he's kind of this phony Hollywood douchebag, like he's not a real comedian, he's a guy who wanted to be famous. Literally, and I said this at the time. He he has always struck me as a guy like you'll hear in comedy um uh, you know, a lot of the New York guys criticize certain L.A. comedians for n- being guys that didn't want to get into comedy. They got into comedy because they wanted pussy. And their entire act is centered around, like, hey, look how fuckable I am. And Chris D'Elia kind of personified that to me. Oh, he yeah. always just seemed like a guy whose act was catered to, like, aren't I a, a hot guy? Sure, I'm, maybe I'm a little dumb. Don't you like my V-neck? Go- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a resident Crystalia impression. Give this guy a little an inch. He takes a mile. Um, but uh, keep playing, and I'll I'll collect my thoughts here. Are you sure you want me to do this too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Sometimes think, especially in my early thirties, I would be like, well, the, the the girl has the power because that's you know they they I want to have sex with them, and and if they want to have sex with me, then great. But what I can say is the familiar, the familiarity, I would use the familiarity that, (laughs) that I had with these women to have sex. I was like, oh, they already use me. They already know me. I didn't have to, I didn't have to do the extra work. Okay. Pause. And I was right here probably should have been his statement, right? It's almost like he fucking <laughs> left his body for a few seconds, then came back and was like, oh, wait, wait, let me start defending myself. <laughs> like, that's not bad. That I kind of agree with where, hey, it's a confusing time we're living in because a lot of things are obviously changing. Um, and some of it's changing for the better. Some I would say is not really. But a lot of the stuff that came out of the Me Too movement, especially, I mean, you, you know some, my thoughts about some cases, but I would say <laughs> overall, it was a very positive thing. And I think things are changing in that area for the better. But 
I can understand it being confusing where you get really famous and you have these girls throwing themselves at you. And then you have to now all of a sudden tell yourself that uh, you're part of some power dynamic and you shouldn't have sex with these girls because you're famous and they are a fan of yours, which seems like kind of the opposite of what we've done for the rest of humanity. So I can see that being confusing. That should have been his statement. Correct. I think he, but like, as you were alluding to earlier, he, I'm pretty sure he even came out and said he just wanted to be famous, not necessarily a comic. Uh, oh, really? Something along those lines. Like, I know he said he's always wanted to to do stand up, but I've heard him on what was like 10 minute podcast. I think he used to do. Yeah, uh, the three of them would talk, and he would always be like, "I just wanted to be like famous." And like, I wish that's what his special was ten minutes. <laughs> I, I, oh, I sit through that whole thing. There would still be no jokes in it. Oh, let's keep pulling. Talking to one of my friends who, Callan, uh, I was talking to one of my friends about this <laughs> and about the power dynamic and about. I was talking to one of my friends who also not having to <laughs> use that, and he and I said. Why is this? He's like why is that behavior uh, not okay? Why is it not okay to sleep with somebody if it's consensual and they want to sleep with you? And and he said, uh, "It's plainly Callan. It's okay. Well, it is okay. It's okay until it's not." <laughs> Powerful. And that stuff. was when yeah. you know that to a guy like Crystalia, that's the kind of statement where you're like, "Whoa, the powerful man." It's okay. like, you know when your friend says something like we, if you smoke weed and your friend says something yeah. that you think is deep Fuck. and it's really just that you like re- reversed the words. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, whoa, fucking wild. That's it's okay powerful. until it's not. <laughs> A lot of it. Yeah, could- of course, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, it's okay until it's bordering illegal. <laughs> That's when you should say, ah, maybe something's wrong here. In some accusations. If I'm checking their IDs. Yeah. Maybe there's something creepy about what I'm doing. In some cases, it's not bordering illegal. It's taking quite a few lunges past it. <laughs> if I'm vetting them and asking them oh, m- multiple times, hey, you graduated high school by any chance? <laughs> uh, not yet. What did you get in biology this year? Trying to trip them up? No, I haven't. Okay. Are you at least are you a senior? <laughs> Come on. Give me something here. Are you like towards graduation? Are you like an older... You stayed back a year. Did you have a September birthday? <laughs> was third grade difficult <laughs> for me? <sighs> All right, tell it us more about your your fascinating rape discussion, Chris. Something that just became life controlling. I mean. I would think about it all the time. I would, I would go and I would do my show, and I, you know, like I just said earlier. I apologize. Just, keep playing. I apologize too for much. all this. And it, it became uh, really a just one moment that uh, we're ramping up towards a life. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't. That even I didn't know you. how to stop. Um, I'm sure once I hear it, I yeah. will know which one you were talking about. There's like four of them. I didn't even think I had a problem. I thought that this was how it was. I thought that guys in my position were lucky enough and fortunate enough. And okay, <laughs> pause again. <laughs> What are you admitting to? <laughs> because if you're saying you did nothing illegal and everything was consensual, then you don't have a problem, Chris. <laughs> Literally not a problem at all. <laughs> you, you came out and said, I did nothing illegal. I did nothing against anyone's will. I was with adults and it was all consensual. And 
I didn't even realize I had a problem. <laughs> they messaged Why don't you tell me. us what the problem was, you dumb fuck. <laughs> they stepped in my DMs, but I mean, <laughs> it's my fault. The problem was not intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> it's with whom you were having it. Yeah, I, that's that's the he really swung and missed for nine minutes and forty five seconds. Oh, and I I based on something we're about to see, I suspect he uh, read redid this a couple times but let's keep playing well at the end there's a blatant cut i don't know if you know oh, really? oh yeah right before he's like thanks for listening it cuts right as he's <laughs> and just all right well, let's see let's see if we can even make it to that <laughs> by the way i just shout out to everyone watching right now the way i pause it it looks like he's ripping ass it's pretty funny oh that's fun <laughs> it just it was going out of control and i I never stopped it. I cheated on most of the girls that I've been with. I cheated oh. on my fiance now. Um, Still no one gives a shit. And this is my dream. No. This is the girl that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Oh my God. It ain't and so, even Chris. that wouldn't stop <laughs> an what I was doing. Yeah. And I was headed for a... I was sure, headed we for, thought your you know character for? and you was a real guy. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> but say it ain't so that you've cheated. I'm sure that's been talked to death, but that is so fucking funny that after, yeah. <laughs> after he, the, that, so well, <laughs> he nailed that spot. It was good. Um, and this needed to happen because I wouldn't have stopped cheating. I wouldn't have stopped <laughs> using sex. <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped. Now that's where he wanted to say I wouldn't so I have a chance here to uh, questionably young girls. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 Chris. That's when his mind started working. No, no, no. That seems like a bad idea, <laughs> Chris. Oof! Almost made a big. You almost really embarrassed yourself there, Chris. <laughs> I knew. Thank God I saved that one. I knew it was over when I realized people could save Snapchats. <laughs> to really. You know, and I have been doing the work and, and being somebody who is, this is what I was a role model for my son. And and I want to do that. And I can't, I can't stress that enough. You know, I can't go back and I can't, I can't fix that part of me, that, that, that hole in me that was trying to be filled with that, you know, the loneliness on the road or the, or the fear that I felt or the Whoa. insecurity. Oh, he was lonely. That I, you know, I would, I would well, try to chase. And Let me tell you, your son's going to think you're a role model, a role model. <laughs> if you're laying pipe, every state you go in. Nice job. Dad. And it was uh, <laughs> way to go. Give me some skin. It was you're out of control. So I have a chance here <laughs> with girls. To, my age. I was going to say, once he gets to high school <laughs> with my peers, <laughs> Chris is going to be like, when his son has like study group, he's going to be like, this is fish in a barrel. <laughs> uh, so that that's what I was referring to. We could probably, we probably don't need to, how much is left? Yeah, like a minute and 50. Yeah, fuck it. I, we don't need, we don't need to, the people are bored enough with this program on a weekly basis. We don't need to give him more crystalia. Um, but the, when he starts crying is what I was referring to, where I think he really worked on that. You know what I mean? I said he's a good actor. Yeah. In you, he was very believable. <laughs> you know? He's he's not a bad actor. He went method. Uh, oh, and Whitney, he really stole the show. He's a great actor. But th that that was the moment where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So you're putting out this statement where you said, I did nothing wrong. And 
I'm going to stop having sex. Hello? But, uh, he, he is embarrassed that... I don't know. I, I don't know what he's apologizing for. I don't know what's making him cry. I don't know why he's so sorrowful. I don't know why he sought medical attention. I don't get what this statement is. It was him thinking he it sounded like he was trying to please like eight ideas that came from different people. They're like, you should talk about Except this for and, the main one. <laughs> correct. The, and that was probably his agents being like, touch on it, but then move on. So people forget about it. Right. And he's a very Hollywood guy. You know, he's I, he's not a real, you know, I think he does talk about his real life, but he's not one of these guys where you're like, oh, I can't believe how honest he is, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's I like now I kind of think maybe he did something, <laughs> you know, because he would have said he I think if he did nothing wrong, he would have gone into like, hey, yeah, some girls messaged me. If, if they ever said anything about being 17, I immediately stopped talking to them because that's what some of those messages showed when you got the actual DMs, you're like, ah, he did stop talking to him, and then I guess a year later he would start talking to him again, which is fucking that was, weird. That was the creepiest part was that he like basically had like a 18 year old calendar of when yeah, everyone balloons <laughs> came up on his phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, that he's obviously a fucking creep. Oh yeah. But uh, if, if he had said, and I, maybe that's why he didn't want to get into it. I think that's probably why he didn't say, hey, you know, yeah, I like uh, younger girls, but it was never. Uh, anyone under 18, because I think he knows that he would monitor their birthdays and do some creepy shit. My my guess is he's moving on from it because in his head, he thought he did the due, the due, uh, due diligence to find out how <laughs> I'll get it out eventually how old they were. But he's not he can't he's not 100 percent positive where they're at. So he doesn't want to legally like tie himself up. It's yeah, well, I, 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 my best what? guess. What does he think he's going to get from this? I have no fucking idea. I think he just wants to start doing his podcast again. And this was him tipping his toe in and see how the reaction is going to be. I don't get why can't you just do your podcast? Do this on your podcast. You, <laughs> you should know? Have, yeah. He should have opened with this and then go into reading wacky emails. It would have been better for him to do Rogan or something where there, you like, I don't think Rogan would fucking grill him. Mm. You know what I mean? I think he'd ask some questions. But and maybe Rogan wouldn't have him on, but I'm just saying someone like that where like, I honestly, like I said before, where when I'm talking by myself, when I'm doing a show by myself, I just fucking ramble. That's why I like having someone to talk to because it's a conversation rather than just me pontificating and repeating myself. I think that might be a little bit of what happened here where there's no one to check him and say like, Hey, you got a little bit off track here, Chris. <laughs> What about the one aspect of this that everyone wants to know about? It it is crazy that he thought it was the sex. It's like fucking dude, open your fucking eyes. You're not this stupid. You're you're what in your thirties? You should know better. Uh, well, you know what, guys? I, I'll admit it. I'll come out and say it. I've had premarital sex before. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude. We're live. Nope, nice. I, I, yeah, I said it. I can't edit this out. I. You know what? <laughs> I have had sex with women. On multiple occasions. I just want to point out Out that. of wedlock. <laughs> oh, jeez. I am not it's part of this. It's fucking 1700. <laughs> not part of this conversation. This is, this well, is, yeah. This is Mike Gary talking. I am nothing to do with this. 
I wait till marriage, have two kids. Uh, I don't know. What do the people think? Do they agree with me in the comments, or what are they saying? Leroy thinks some lawyer told him to do it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably correct, Leroy. I think that's uh, apt analysis, Pat unfortunately. Lawrence, Pat Lawrence says he's covering all bases and hoping one sticks. That's more or less what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's covering three of the four bases. <laughs> he, this one home plate <laughs> is left wide open for some reason. Literally, he could have just, like I said, just put out that first minute of the video and then call it a day. And then come back. Well, no, because that, I mean, that wouldn't have been, he would have had to discuss it for his fans because I think a lot of his fans, um, and I think the reason where people were kind of like me for eight months have been saying like, Hey, I don't, where the fuck is Crystalia? Why isn't he allowed to have a career when it's been proven that he's done nothing elite? The reason people were saying that is because they kind of thought he would come out and say like, Hey, yeah, you know what? Um, I do like younger girls and maybe in this day and age, that's creepy. Um, and I should look, I should examine that more, but we should change some fucking laws if you want to ruin someone's career for that. Because if it's, you know, two consenting adults, then I don't see a real problem with that. Um, if you don't think 18 is an adult, then let's do something about that. But until then, there are two people of age, um, that were consenting to a sexual act, which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but right. ignoring that makes it seem like you're hiding something. Uh, Kirk. 5K says he's hoping for a Whitney revival on NBC Peacock. <laughs> well, we're all, I mean, to be honest, Mr. 5K, we're all hoping for that. That's I like, think we're all chomping at the bit, <laughs> hoping that that great sitcom is is revived. I watched uh, Undateable, and I didn't hate it. And he was on that, too? Yeah, well, yeah, he was the star of the show on that one. It yeah, was, yeah. I, I, I knew of it, but I didn't know anything about it. Like, I remember watching Whitney... It was before I knew who he was. I thought he was just an actor. Yeah. That they cast a player boyfriend. Um, and it was, I mean, abysmal. Well, so on that show, it had like Ron Funches and stuff. And it was yeah. okay. And then they started doing their shows live, which I thought was kind of cool. And okay. that's like they, they would they would do like sitcom with the audience and everything and do it live and have like, it was really, it was kind of strange, but kind of different. And then they brought Whitney in on the show and it went down again, shockingly. Yeah. Sounds like a regular all in the family. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. came out in one episode. Yeah, Boy, yeah. was it wacky. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, I I mean, I guess that's all I have to say about Chris D'Elia is that uh, I am. I'm sorry. You know what, folks? I'm, I'll give an apology. Uh, I'm sorry for defending this asshole. I was waiting for this. <laughs> because now it seems like, I mean, I think he's guilty of something. Otherwise, I don't know why you would put out. Uh, that fucking apology. But I mean, to be fair, I think the more likely scenario is that uh, Leroy and the other people in the in the chat are correct. A lawyer is making him do this. And I think he's so dumb that he couldn't do it in a way where it came off uh, genuine or like he even grasped the basic concept of what people were pissed about. Mm. I think I think uh, this will. It'll get people talking, and then this might actually lead to him getting on other people's podcasts, which then might benefit him having people be like, no, how about I ask you this question that you cannot fuck up, stupid, yeah. and just say they're of age and you checked. You did your due diligence. Like, <laughs> fucking stop it. Well, uh, I just realized we've done this for 40 minutes. I didn't want to do the whole show on Crystalia, so maybe we'll um, get back. Maybe I'll talk about it with the gals on, on Monday. We'll see. But um, I'm interested I in I do want to also talk about the, uh, we saw the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Loved it. 
It was, I thought it was great. Um, if you haven't checked it out, it was on Comedy Central. I assume it's on demand, although Comedy Central likes to hide their stuff. Uh, people in stand-up always say, if you want if you want to hide your special and no one to see it, put it on Comedy Central. Um, so I don't know how accessible it will be, um, uh, at, at, you know, now that it's aired. But uh, it's called Killing is Easy. And, I mean, it was pretty much everything <laughs> you expected. Now I'm waiting for uh, the kind of... Um, what is it? Hearts of Darkness, the documentary about Apocalypse Now. I'm waiting for that version where we have the documentary about uh, what happened to the first Patrice documentary where Von DiCarlo, oh. his girlfriend, stole all the money, apparently. I, I was going on everything I was doing saying I fucking hate Vaughn before this thing started. Yeah. And then after watching it, I felt horrible for her yeah, and her daughter. She, uh, and I was like, uh. well, keep in mind, though, those uh, testimonials were filmed for her version of the documentary. All of them? Um, the ones shot in that room. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Where like Norton and Colin were the and Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Burr, I don't know if he bought the rights to those or what happened. Um, but he took those over and then added his own, uh, for this version of the documentary. I think, I th but yeah, there was a very sad story that I had never heard. Oh God. About Vaughn getting pregnant. Yeah. Uh, that was the part that fucking crushed me as a <laughs> that was very sad. Vaughn got pregnant. Uh, now here's something I had never heard that I don't know if they just played this up for the documentary. It seemed like by all accounts, Patrice knew he was dying. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I don't know why they just casually glossed over that. He said that like 18 times. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be around much longer. I'm going to be dead in eight months. There's a few times where they like quote him just casually saying like calling his death. Well, because I know people that have diabetes that don't really eat like they should and they're right. fine <laughs> not right. fine but i mean like they're just like oh i guess i gotta just double up but my on insulin. some level I'll, I'll bet on some level they know that if they keep doing that correct they're not gonna last very long right but so i guess maybe it's just kind of maybe he wasn't even being literal it's just kind of a throwaway line but you know that you're not going to survive very long doing that so that was very sad and uh evidently vaughn got pregnant at some point and patrice said uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to leave you like that. I don't want to leave you um, alone to raise my child. I don't think I'm going to be around very long to raise it. He said, you're a woman. You can do what you want with your body, but that's just how I feel. And they got an abortion. It was a pretty, it was a very, a lot sadder moment than I expected to come out of that documentary. Well, that part, I was like, okay, if you actually think you're going to die, I understand the part that crushed me was when she was putting shit in like their junk drawer and she found out that he kept the positive test as like, oh, that's my kid. Right. And that and was just, said, uh, who's you, when she goes, you kept this thing. You just goes, put it back. Yeah. I was like, Oh God, <laughs> like, that hurt more than him dying. <laughs> I uh, so I, I think it was very well done. Um, I, mean, I was actually surprised at the amount of Patrice footage they had that I had not seen. Mm. Uh, that was pretty cool. I did think it's like, it's weird. To, I mean, it's only a two, if you cut out commercials, it's only what a two hour documentary or whatever. So I guess you can only fit so much in. I, they could have done, I think, you know, I think the one documentary is probably enough, but I think if they wanted to, they could have done like a three part Netflix series, three, or something. four part yeah. series or something. I think where so. you cover, you know, his early life, you cover his, his stand up career um, his career behind the scenes where they were talking about every fucking deal that he's blown. 
dude. And then kind of the time, I think the, I think his time on Opie and Anthony um, could have been a, an entire episode. Could have been a season of a show. Right. But they could have done a full episode about that, which made it weird to me that like Opie had one line in the documentary and Anthony wasn't in it at all, except for his voice from a few clips. Got, I was going to say he got cut out. They, they had uh, Opie on a, two or three times, I think. Maybe I thought it was only I, I thought I only caught him once. But, but dude, Bill Burr fucking hates Anthony Cumia at this point. Uh, I don't think that's true. No, they had it. They had a falling out, but then, um, they they patched things up. I heard Anthony that he was at Patrice's the the benefit that they do. Was he? I thought he didn't get invited to the one after that. He didn't get to the one after that. Then he he's been invited since. Oh, okay. So I think they're fine now. Oh, okay. Which I was, that's why I was kind of surprised he wasn't in it at all. But it, it's weird to me to have a documentary where they aren't, you know, prominently featured because I think that was such a big part. Most people that are fans, that were, if you were a fan of Patrice while he was alive, you liked him on Opie and Anthony. It was his best thing about his career. It was better than yeah. his stand up. It was better like than all his release TV appearances. He didn't release a special until the year he died. Correct. You know what I mean? So I, if you were a Patrice fan, uh, you were an O and A fan too, so I thought that was a little weird. But uh, other than that, I thought they did a very good job. So go watch. Um, now that we've ruined the best parts for you, yeah. Kirk Five K wants us to do a quick background on the Vaughn um, doc issue from her. <clears throat> well, I, I, I mean, I kind of described it. It would take too long to really go into it, but the gist of what happened is uh, Vaughn DiCarlo was Patrice's. They said fiance. I don't know that they were ever. I'm pretty sure he engaged. came out and said, I am not engaged like several yeah, times. I've heard them say <laughs> wife before, which yeah. is weird. I, I don't know what their official title was, but basically his significant other, Vaughn DiCarlo, um, started a, uh, I, at the time, I forget, I think it was Kickstarter, but a GoFundMe, whatever the fuck it was, Yeah. Um, to raise money for a Patrice O'Neill documentary that was going to be called uh, Better Than You, I believe, was the original name. Um, and she filmed a bunch of, uh, you know, she interviewed Colin and Jim Norton and Voss and Bobby and Bill Burr and, uh, all, all the guys that you see in the do this documentary, uh, she interviewed and then they ran out of money and people were like, Hey, you raised, she raised like $150,000. I, I thought it was 250, maybe 250, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fucking money. For a low budget documentary. And then uh, when people were like, hey, where the fuck's all the money you already raised? She was like, well, she wanted to go to Brazil because uh, there's a, the famous stories about Patrice and Norton and Bobby going down to Brazil. And people were kind of like, well, what are you going to do? Interview Brazilian hookers? <laughs> like, you have the stories, you have the pictures. What do you need to go down there for? That was what Norton said. He was like, you can just throw up pictures on the dock. I don't think it'll change a fucking thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't need to go down there. <laughs> so uh, that was, there's some shady shit going on. I don't know what happened. I don't know where the money went. Um, but it was a thing where all these people donated money. And then it was like, when's this documentary coming out? This is years ago. Uh, this is probably 20... 14 correct yeah something like that it was not that right. long after it was like two or three years after he died they started doing all of this yeah. um so all this money goes nowhere and keep in mind uh <laughs> bill bird does a patrice o'neill benefit every year where all the proceeds go to vaughn and patrice's mom yes like they just take care of patrice's family basically um so it's i you know not that that's a 
maybe I don't know how much they make, but she's also getting money from that. So just keep that in mind. But uh, no one knew where the money went. It was kind of a disaster. I bet both. Uh, she wasn't really saying anything about it, which was weird. Yeah. And then Bill Burr eventually just kind of picked up the pieces <laughs> and said, give me the footage you have. And I'll put the rest together and put it on Comedy Central. I bet both of the um, Vaughn and his mom actually get what would be considered a very nice yearly salary from that one night. I would think so. Based on the ticket price and the amount of seats there are. Ticket price, all the seats, the merch, the merch all, all goes to them, all of it. Yeah. So I would think so. But, you know, who knows? Who am I to say? Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it on the Patrice document. But it did sort of... Um, I don't know if that's why uh, a friend of the show, Luis J. Gomez, tweeted out his Mount Rushmore of comedy with Patrice on it. But I thought it sparked kind of an interesting debate on Twitter. Yeah. I don't... Uh, we won't do Mount Rushmore because I think uh, Dan Katz is a trademark on that and will likely sue me <laughs> if I do my own Mount Rushmore. But we can say top four uh, comedians where... So I, I used it as like... Because I know a lot of people had a problem that I put Colin Quinn on there. Yeah, over people were like you put Colin over Patrice, but for me, per, it was you know if I was doing all time, I would have Lenny Bruce, uh, Carlin Pryor, and I mean honestly maybe Dice, but probably Eddie Murphy. Um, so I wasn't going all time. I was kind of going with my uh, not just my favorites, but I think the guys that influenced the comedy in my life the most. And I don't think like, we're just talking about that Patrice O'Neill documentary for 20 minutes without, if you take Opie and Anthony and Colin Quinn away, uh, you don't really have Patrice O'Neill. He's just a guy that was pissing people off in a comedy club that we never would have heard about. That was, that was the, the, uh, to go back to the Patrice doc real quick. All that did was make me miss tough crowd and ONA even more. I'm like, do you guys not see how great this is? Right. <laughs> like fucking well, that's, come when on. That, so it was a pretty cool moment that that coming back from break, they just played the tough crowd music. Yes. Uh, uh, that was pretty cool. And it made me think like for a split second where I was like, Hey, maybe they'll bring back tough crowd. And then I just kind of knew, nah, they'll never do it. And then you just see them all sitting at the table. Uh, that, that or they'll do it, but it'll be like Marin hosting instead of Colin Quinn. <laughs> I would be bullshit and would never watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that would be fucking terrible. The liberal slant. But yeah. Uh, hey, Pat Oswald, Maria Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what you were saying was when uh, you put Quinn on your Mount Rushmore, I was like, well, yeah. obviously, like, this is his personal Mount Rushmore. Yeah, people were like, over George Carlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relax, people. <laughs> that's that's why I put two out. I was like. I was like, here's my, what I think the all time one would be in yeah. like my personal one. <laughs> this um, but yeah, time. I had, I said Chappelle, Norm, um, uh, Louis and uh, Colin. And I thought it was funny. It shows you how much people fucking forget and are just, uh, you know, the media narrative kind of controls people's minds where people were responding like Lou. Cause I, I get why you wouldn't necessarily think Colin Quinn would be on there. Mm. People are like, get Louie the fuck off there. He's terrible. It's like, what? I mean, come on. If he didn't jerk off in front of women, he'd probably yeah. be close to like the all-time one. Maybe he should have kept his mitts off his pecker. But, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you can't uh, uh, dispute his stand-up record, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could have put Burr on there. I thought about Norton maybe because uh, I've listened to his voice more than anyone in my life. Right. I've heard Jim Norton speak more than uh, anyone in my family, probably. 
Literally. He, he, <laughs> like I've, he I've was there for you. his voice for more hours than anyone close to me in my family. <laughs> You're like, um, what's, what's his fucking face uh, from Cable Guy growing up on the <laughs> yeah. TV shows? Yeah. <laughs> 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 tight. <laughs> um, <sighs> um, I had Norm on mine as well, but he's just the best. <laughs> Norm might be the most underrated like person alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the funniest motherfucker. He's very smart. I think it's funny. I uh, Norm's into Bitcoin now. Is he? Yeah, and he's uh, he's tweeting and he's tweeting shit where like I don't know if he's fucking with us. Yeah, I had to unfollow him on Twitter actually. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I can never tell if it's a bit or if, like, or if Norm's into Bitcoin or if he's into Bitcoin but also is doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I can never tell. Uh, but he was tweeting about Bitcoin and he's like, you know, I think. Uh, with this institutional investing, <laughs> the dips won't be as large. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, like, he, I think he has to be kidding. Because it's like something I would say, just some hack cliche asshole. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, I tweeted like, if you need any more evidence with uh, Norm McDonald's tweet. And people were like, uh, actually, Mike, he's a compulsive gambler. I don't know if I'd be listening to him. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you don't remember him and Artie going back I, and I don't forth. actually think because Norm tweeted about it that it's a, a stable investment. <laughs> I, I I did put Burr on mine. Um, I th- I, so my thing with Burr is he's just the funniest. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he's probably made me laugh the hardest. But as far as like, if you're talking about like influence in comedy... You know what I mean? It's not like the all things comedy network has well, you, revolutionized the game or anything, you know? I think Gas Digital's done more, honestly. I would agree. Actually. Um, yeah. I but I do think there's something to be said when these kind of conversations come up with comics on their podcast, he's always mentioned, no matter what. Oh, for sure. I mean he's he's uh one of the more unique voices of his Generate like to the point where you see guys trying to be burr and it just doesn't work really. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I, um. So I, I yeah, I, burr is if you were na- if if I was naming my four favorite comedians, it would probably be Chappelle, Louis Burr, and either Norm or Mulaney. Yeah, would be my top four or five. You know. Yeah, that 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 was. Um, this is just like my favorite. Or, or they mean something to me for some reason. Because yeah. I have, I have. I was ga- surprised you put Seinfeld over Carlin, though. That's on the all-time list. This is. I'm not but reading even off so, the all-time. I'm saying like I, I think Seinfeld to me. I think the show Seinfeld was a lot more influential than anything Seinfeld ever did for stand-up. Well, he and maybe I'm wrong to do this, but I give a lot more credit uh, for Seinfeld to Larry David than I do Jerry. Like I think all. I think you can kind of tell. Yeah, uh, when there's a Jerry episode versus a Larry episode. Oh yeah, no Larry David. You know what I mean? And I I think all the best episodes are Larry David episodes. Well, I just I put I put him up in front of Carlin because everyone strives to be like Seinfeld. They do stand up and then they try to get a fucking sitcom and it just never works out. Right. Um, and he did. I mean, like part of the reason I got into stand up because I would watch Seinfeld and he'd do that two minutes at the beginning. That's, ex- that's <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that seems pretty cool. That's exactly my point right there. Look at that. Yeah. Boom. Right there. Perfect example. Well, my I had Mike Geary <laughs> ranting <laughs> in the, your ear for the last however many months about stand up comedy. For all time, I put prior Dice Murphy Seinfeld. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of people would kind of laugh at Dice. No, he's the man. But I would put him on there too. You forget, like Dice was the first rock star comedian. 
He was, you know, yes. Steve Martin and then him were the only guys to sell out Madison Square Garden at a time. Steve Martin, any arena. Steve Martin was doing it as like a comic, but like you said, Dice was like a fucking rock star. Like everyone went there. Uh, yeah, Dice is the only. Dice is the only. Maybe the only guy. Well, I guess that's not true. Gaffigan gets this in Seinfeld and shit. But like Dice is the prime example of someone who, like, where they're. Not only can you do your old act, like people are screaming it out and reciting it with you. Yeah. And still laughing. I saw Gaffigan um, just before uh, the pandemic started at an arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, at the end, he comes out and does Hot Pockets. And everyone's dying like it's the first time they heard it. And he's like putting the mic out and they're all saying it and shit. And I'm like, oh, this, Jesus Christ. this is fucking weird. <laughs> it's, uh, well, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people said a tell that was a common one. Mm-hmm. Can't argue I think that. that makes a lot of sense. I think a tells probably it's funny. A tell and Colin. It's funny the amount of people that said, oh, why would Colin Quinn on there? Attell should be on there. <laughs> but I would put those two on the same level where they're both guys who have influenced a ton of comedians. I actually think Colin's done a lot more for comedians between Tough Crowd, uh, tough crowd and some of the other shit that he's done. Um, but Attell is a guy that like every New York comic right now, if you ask them who their favorite comic was, it would be Dave Attell. But if you add, you know, if you talked on... Um, yeah, any of the late night shows or anything like they never have a tell on. You know what I mean? Like you don't know David Tell unless you follow comedy like real closely. Uh, Skanks for the memories is uh is probably it's probably my favorite hour of comedy yeah. that there ever was. My buddy, my buddy had uh his his car radio was broken, and he had Skanks for the memories on CD. Yeah, and he would just play that over and over again because he had nothing else to listen to his car. Well, I just thought the funniest fucking thing ever said in a stand-up special was, "I don't like traveling." That's because my dad used to beat me with a globe. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like he has such bizarre. Yeah, you couldn't define what he's like as a comedian. No, and there's no one else like him really. And it's funny when people talk about how Big J sounded like him when he started. He does. But like literally his voice sounds like that's what it is. <laughs> but there are a lot of guys that like actually try to sound like a tell, meaning like they're they talk like this. And you know, like they try to do a tell. A tell same as uh a same tell, as Burr. A tell Burr and Dan Dan Cook was the worst. And uh Hedberg too. Yeah, that never went well though. I think um, let me tell you. <laughs> what's his face uh from Boston it was like the only other person that was like that and funny. Who? Ah, uh, fucking. Um, I always wore. Steve, a, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. I was like, not Steve yeah. Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeselnik's kind of in that vein. I would say. Who? That nobody. Yeah. Fuck him, right? Piece of shit. Yeah. Um. Has he said anything, by the way? No, not a, not a peep. I listened to that whole. Well, I, I skimmed through his podcast to see if he mentioned it. Not he, a word. He didn't fucking bring that up once. What a pussy. Wow. That was probably the most. How do you not bring that up? Like, I'm sure he was getting shit all week for it. And it was like, it was blatantly obvious. It was the most interaction he's gone on Twitter in like three years. Oh, he's just so above it. You know, I fucking hate him. Oh, I'm above those people. That's what I, that's what I really hate about those type of guys. It's like, Hey, that's fine. If you don't like that type of comedy or whatever, that's fine. But don't put out a fuck. Don't tweet out an article like that and just be like, I'm so above that type of human being (laughs) that they don't deserve a response. You know, it's his fucking hair. Yeah. That quaff he's got bugs me. What do the uh, what do the peeps think? Are they throwing out any uh, names we haven't mentioned? 
Uh, Justin, Justin says, oh, come on. don't even read it. <laughs> Amy Schumer, San Minaj, Bill Cosby, and that stuttering comic from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know the San Francisco one. We, uh, Oh, the one we, <laughs> yeah, we played <laughs> the one we talked about. Yeah. That's when, oh, when yeah. Kirk she was called in. <laughs> yeah. She was great. Yeah. Mrs. Dr. First lady Biden. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> that was the joke. That was it. <sighs> no one, no one else other than that asshole. <laughs> Uh, don't forget. I like that Justin's trolling us now. Yeah, Leroy says, don't forget Fitzy and Bob Marley. <laughs> I should have just put Fitzy on there. <laughs> now, I saw Bob Marley getting thrown out there, too. Do people, is he, like, considered a hack? I don't know anything about him. Um, he's a great guy. I met him a couple times. Uh, oh, well, then, let's put, I didn't realize Craig met him. Yeah. Put him on the list. I'm not joking. I used to do stand-up. <laughs> no, he's, uh, I think he's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Um, but I know he does a lot of main jokes, which I'm sure that's always hilarious. He, does, he doesn't leave the area anymore. Huh. He, he's like becoming like the Lenny Clark, Steve Sweeney type that just kind of stays yeah. here. He's a modern day Bert and I. <laughs> oh, main humor. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, well, we had a couple questions left for us before we uh, get out of here. Yeah, add, qu- add questions in the comments now if you're listening, if you think of one. Um. Let's see here. I apologize, folks. We would have done. Uh, I planned on talking more about uh, comedy and shit, but Dalia just swooped in at the last minute and absorbed all our time. We'd still be going if we continued that video. We wouldn't have got through the last three minutes yet. <laughs> um, let's see. We got questions from the Patreon. Let me refresh in case something happened. If you folks, I, I generally put this when we do uh, a live stream. Sometimes I surprise people. By just popping on. But generally, uh, I let the people ask some questions. So if you want to join that exclusive club, check out uh, patreon.com slash blind mic. If, if this is your first time listening, you know, give it a, maybe give it another chance. You probably won't stick around too long. But if you listen every week and you've been enjoying the podcast, then uh, check out the Patreon. We're going to blame Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Um, Steve's grandma asks you. Uh, I genuinely enjoyed it. Everybody knows we're lame. Uh, there was enough depth about the episodes, and you and Quantum Re Chris seem to have a good rapport with each other. Any thought in relaunching it? Um, uh, maybe in some capacity. I probably wouldn't do Cheers. I'd probably do a show. I was more. I got to want to do it for like Seinfeld. They're all in the family or something. I guess where there's a little more. Um, I did enjoy watching. Che- maybe we'll do it for the Frasier. <laughs> uh, Frasier reboot. Re- yeah, I'm. I'm curious how they're gonna do that. Uh, it's going to be the first, here's my prediction. First scene is going to be, um, some sort of like Frazier talking to someone who's clearly dead. You know what I mean? Like talking to someone about how, uh, you should have loved them while they were here and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to pan out and it's going to be like the dog's grave or something. And that'll be the first big laugh. (laughs) <laughs> That'll be my prediction. It won't be the, you know, because the dad died. Yeah, that would actually be pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, how cheesy that would, oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> so that's my guess. But find out, folks, on uh, Peacock or wherever that's going to be. Oh, it's not even going to be on television. It's. I mean, I. So I'm a big Frasier guy. Everyone knows I'm a craniac. But I. No one was clamoring for a Frasier reboot. No. What. What possible juice is left in that lemon? <laughs> I think we, I think we squeezed out every drop of entertainment over the uh, twenty seasons 
that the character of Fraser Crane was on the air. Yeah. Um, and now that the dad's dead, it really doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I don't know. She's still gonna be like their maid too. Like, <laughs> well, no, well. Oh, fuck this guy, folks. I'm sorry. This guy sounds like a fucking idiot too. She married Niles. You that's, dumb that's fuck. Right. They have a kid that's together. That's right. That's fucking right. I'm sorry. I've been seeing act, act ignorant. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, folks. Uh, I apologize. Well, now I know the answer to this question. Uh, Ted wants to know who's more irritating, Steve or me. Well, you know it's funny. Um, like Steve is obviously. Uh, a lot better at his job Correct. and like you know wealthier and smarter yeah I do want to and, point out uh, though that we are on StreamYard right now sounds pretty good just saying oh shots <laughs> fired folks oh oh shit <laughs> world star <laughs> it's getting crazy in here. you also have a mic and aren't on your phone though <laughs> oh well that's true um, but uh, you know Steve if I were an unbiased, if I was just hiring the best producer and the best like human being uh, all around, like Steve would get it. There wouldn't even really be a question. But uh, as Steve and I have both pointed out, if we were left to our own devices, neither he nor I would have a lot to talk about. We don't have a ton in common. Be a Bitcoin um, podcast. Craig and I, best but two peas in a pot yeah. so far. Um, nothing but things in common. So for that reason, I would choose Craig. But Ted, believe me, I get it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I used to uh, take uh, what he said to heart, and then I saw the list of guests he wants us to get, and I went, this guy doesn't know anything. Yeah, listen, I know. I, <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll get uh, Alex Reamer on the podcast anytime. So I just don't know <laughs> what I would talk to him about. Um, you know, I think Kirk would have a much more interesting, interesting discussion with them than me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean. Like, what, what would I say? You know, hey, remember when you were... <laughs> Hi, Blind Mike. Uh, didn't ask a question. I'm just going to read this for no particular reason. Uh, he just okay. wanted to comment that he thinks Ted Sarandis is a fucking idiot. I'm just going to read that one. We'll for, move on. Let's get this is a free episode. Let's get past your personal <laughs> beefs <laughs> with the people that are um, paying good money. Are you keeping up with your Braille practice? Have you gotten the Brailler yet from Leroy? It's funny. I have a Brailler. Oh, shit. Right here, folks. Let's see it. We got it, baby. Oh, whoa. So this is the uh, Braille display right here. Your cells. Where you take the notes and you can scroll down, take as many as many lines as you want. Um, very simple and easy to use. You can use it for other things, but pretty much I'll just use it for note taking uh, for this show. I knew we we're only going to be able to get to a couple topics tonight, so I didn't use it tonight. But we do have it finally. Are you, are you getting how how would you rate your um, ability to read Braille? Or feel, I don't even know how you'd say that, feel braille. Well, I told you, according to uh, uh, the program I was in, they thought I was cheating. Really? I didn't tell you that story? No, I don't think so. Yeah, there were <laughs> multiple allegations of, of cheating. Where uh, um, I was in, you know, the, the first braille, like, course that I took. Uh, it was me and another blind lady and an instructor. And uh, I was zooming through the alphabet. You know, I'm up to letter J while she's still at B. You know, I'm, I'm leaving this lady in the dust. <laughs> and it gets to a certain point where she goes, she literally picks her head up and goes, I, I think he's cheating. And she points in the wrong direction. <laughs> I think he's cheating. <laughs> she said that? What a bitch. And, and the instructor looks at me and goes, are you? <laughs> I go, what, what does cheating mean in Braille? How would I be cheating? And they go like, have you ever, uh, have you learned this before? And I was like, no, 
<laughs> so like in their minds, I was going to a different program to learn Braille and then coming here to just smoke all these idiots <laughs> and really show off my prowess. Well, that's good. That um, you're picking and up. then another, then another, a different instructor was working with me and said like, uh, have you, did you learn Braille before you came here? And I said, no. And she goes, can you see the Braille? And I go, what? She goes, can you see the dots? And I go, no. She goes, hmm, might have to put a blindfold on you to prove it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? What would it matter if you could kind of see it anyway? What would I gain from cheating? (laughs) (laughs) You should go back, write a book in Braille and be like, read this shit, bitch. And then that's the thing that would prove their theory that I'm cheating. They'd be like, this guy's too advanced to be here. Just because you get it Braille? Yeah. Well, and it's not that it was good. It's that I was kind of a prodigy. Is there like a, a formula to Braille? Like the the way... Sort of. Uh, well, I'm be, not going to explain it because it, it's tedious, but... I can just read. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just read instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, there was a. Uh, do you have, what's your favorite female comedian? Uh, Lisa Lampanelli seems funny on roast. Otherwise, I can't think of many actually Boy. entertaining ones. Boy, it says a lot about uh, female comedy that Lisa Lampanelli is still the one that comes up. Yeah, this was also like 180 pounds of her ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Lisa Lampanelli. I mean, <laughs> now you got me. Now you now you now you got me doing it. Um, I think there's a, a lot of funny women in comedy, but in my there may be a list that's coming out soon. And uh, let's just say women are towards the bottom, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> which is not intentional. I realized that after the fact, but um, yeah, I mean, Maria Bamford is really funny. Uh, I think Bonnie McFarlane's really funny, but doesn't have a ton of stuff out there. Uh, I, I don't like what Chelsea Peretti has become socially, but uh, I thought her special, one of the greats on Netflix um, was actually really good. And kind of unique and weird, and uh, I thought she did a really good job with it. I'm trying so hard to think of the last female special I saw that I was like, that's fucking great. I mean, Nikki Glazer's funny. Yeah, Ali Wong's okay. Uh, you know who made me laugh on, I think it's season one of the stand-ups. I, so I only know her th- that half hour. I don't know any of her other comedy. But uh, I thought Beth Stelling was pretty funny. Uh, is that the bigger woman? Yeah, she fluctuates in weight. Oh, I'm trying to he think. Used to date uh, Sam Morrell. Um, oh no, that's not the person I'm thinking of. Um, you know, also I'll point out to whoever asked that question: this uh, conversation in itself is insulting. Of course, women are just as funny as men, and the fact that we can't think of any doesn't really. There's just not as much to pick from. That's all. Right, because they're oppressed. <laughs> that's correct. Keeping them. It's not because. <laughs> Men have to work on their personalities more. That's definitely not why. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never say that it's why. Yeah. Um, That's just what people think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone's go-to would be Sarah Silverman. I feel like she hasn't been funny in years. Yeah. Uh, Rosebud Baker's pretty funny. She's kind of like more of an up-and-comer. I haven't even heard that name. She's friends with like Cannon Feeney and that crew. Um. Yeah. Well, that's about it. That's all I got. Do you think the car alarm guy in Saco was Murchison, Riccio, or Zonker? Or do you think it was a drunk <laughs> or do you think it was a drunk Minifan? I, I suspect D may be the correct option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good question. Uh I think this is a pretty simple answer. 
But uh, if you get if he wants to get into the Legion of Skanks, David Leclerc wants to get into Legion of Skanks. Where's a good place to start? Because he thinks it's kind of like KMS and it's difficult to just jump in. I disagree with that kind of. Well, I disagree with both. I disagree with both. I think either you can just jump in. I agree. And then eventually you you pick up on more and more references. I think there's less inside stuff that's on uh, Legion of Skanks, though. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But there's both. I mean, like with any podcast, you kind of have to know. You're not going to find it as funny until you kind of know the guys, right? Yeah, I mean, if you turn on Tuesdays with sto- with stories for the first time tomorrow, you're gonna be like, "What are these boopity boops they're making?" And is that a what, Seinfeld reference? I don't understand. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like any, there's there's a lot of podcasts like that where if you're kind, if you're doing your own thing, naturally there's gonna be some shit you understand. That's why this podcast is so right on the nose everyone gets it right away <laughs> yeah because it's not that unique really. we, we haven't gotten the inside joke yet but they're yeah, coming no they're, it's pretty much just they're all, coming it's, it's ranting about rape again we're, we're working on those inside we jokes <laughs> we're gonna fire them off real soon but i i have i have a pretty obvious answer for where to jump in do you uh so do i, I think it's probably the same i was gonna say this past year with the uh presidential election no I'm going back oh. to like the very beginning of the show. Go listen to the poem episode. Oh, well, yeah, that's an obvious. If, so episode if, 20, I think. Yeah. Um, episode- well, that's not. Ah, that's t- so here's the real problem, sir. Asking that question is only 15 episodes uh, are free at a time. And the rest are behind the paywall at Gas Digital. Uh, you can find on YouTube, though, them reading the poem. Okay. Yeah. Go, so listen- go search Legion of Skanks poem. Go listen to that. It's fucking hilarious but yeah. if not and you want to jump in recent go listen to the presidential election for sure yeah yeah uh, like when when ari starts running for president and the lie detector test and that whole saga is a great place to start uh and the, the only other one that comes to mind would be um i don't know what episode this number is you'd probably have to search for it i think it's an episode that anthony and jim norton are on i'm pretty sure um but <laughs> lewis tells the story of his dog running away and a guy finding him. Yes. And they just get into an altercation. <laughs> Sport. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was pretty funny as well. So you've got a lot of options. Um, John Stewart says he wants to establish a central mass outpost for Legion of Skanks. <laughs> John, I'd be happy to do that with you. Let's, let's do it. Um, Any other questions? I thought there was one or two more. I could be wrong, though. You generally silence the people and don't ask all the questions. I'm literally reading all of them. Well, I'm not so sure. We get hundreds. Okay, do you want me to read? We get a lot of fan mail. High Blind Mike wants to get Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Donald Trump. Okay, on the, well, no. Do never you want mind. me to read? I can read that if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what I was thinking of? Is uh, that that one question that the guy that named all the guests, he did remind me of a question that I forgot to answer on um, uh, the podcast we did earlier in the week where we answered a bunch of questions. <laughs> That's pretty much all we do is answer. <laughs> We like Say, what do you guys want to know? And then we answer it. <laughs> um, but someone asked, like, hey, you should try to get Ari Shafir on. Um, I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would love to get Ari on. Shoot him a message. Tell him to come on Blind Mike's podcast if you want. Um, but keep- also, I will be on uh, In Hot Water on Compound Media <laughs> this Thursday. Um, I reached out. I've been trying to book Anthony Cumia, and I talked to his uh, talent booker. And he said, well, first, let's get you on a couple of compound media shows. And that way, Anthony will know who the fuck you are. <laughs> so uh, I'll be doing In Hot Water with comedians Aaron Berg and Gino Bisconti on Thursday, I believe. So 
uh, look out for that, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're, they seem like they always drink a shit ton of coffee right before they, they go and record. Those guys are nuts. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to talk to me about. I'm sure. I don't know who the fuck I am. I'm sh- certain, <laughs> you know. I think like they'll just be able to ask you a bunch of, you know. Blind questions. Yeah, but they don't know. Yeah. They don't. I'm assuming they're not listening to us, so they're not going right. to know the answer. So it might be interesting to That'll them. That'll be fun. It'll be like the first time. Right. For, for them. You'll yeah. be like, oh, this this old question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that'll be fun. Hopefully, I get to do uh, some more shit like that. We'll see. I think that'll be that'll be good. And, yeah, uh, just crush it so Kumi is like, oh, let's get them on our <laughs> on our program. Yeah, that's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'd be honored. I love Anthony. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> yeah, like they don't think I'm enough of a fucking just, They'll be like, fucking see, I knew it. <laughs> um yeah, anything else before we uh shape up and ship out? Um that's all I got for questions. Um All right, folks. Keep buying Bitcoin. I mean, how many times are I going to say it? Buy Bitcoin. $7,000. Go buy t-shirts at teespring.com slash blind mike. No, no, I'm just promoting Bitcoin. Oh, sorry. Bitcoin. No, I'm kidding. Bitcoin, that's it. <laughs> Teespring.com slash blind Mike. We got shirts, hoodies, and I think we got those masks up still. And uh, listen to Very Good Show wherever you get podcasts. Listen to Very Good Show. Oh, uh, you know, I think I, I have a lot of fun on uh, when, so once a month, and I think maybe soon it'll be twice a month if you guys are up for it. Oh, yeah. Um, we do Very Good Show. Craig's podcast behind the paywall on Patreon. And I have a lot of fun with those guys. It's a great time. We like having you. I like, I like how you're like, Oh, you really mean it. You don't know what you're going to do when you, when you hit record. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's three guys that are just like, yeah, let's start talking. We start I talking. Guess. And then before you know it though, we're breaking down Vito's, uh, <laughs> Vito from the Sopranos. And what oh he's yeah. All there about. was a great Sopranos breakdown on this week's, uh, um, uh, exclusive fun, right? very good show yeah so go check that out on the patreon more on money twice a week channel Pretty zero ten dollar people what's that channel zero came out too within the last week didn't it was that last that was this week it was within the last week wasn't it i could be wrong i think it was like i'm not fucking wrong my brain's fried leave me alone. well anyways channel zero is on there uh hanging with blind mike is always fun we're starting to get into a kind of a routine it seems like yeah, once we get the uh, uh, established programs down, then we can have established release times for all you people curious. Yeah, but to be fair, it is sometimes it is kind of hard to have. Like sometimes there's just shit going on where we can't uh, have a like if we want to do a show live, and it can't be at eight o'clock. Yeah, necessarily, just because of different time conflicts. But uh, we're trying our best, and we're we're getting there. Um, but everyone, uh, the good news is everyone uh, that subscribes to the Patreon seems to be enjoying it. So. Um, if you want to be one of those people, because believe me, based on the numbers, everyone listening to this is certainly not subscribed to the Patreon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so feel free to join us. Um, Patreon.com slash blind Mike. And uh, if you're not already subscribed to this, wherever you're listening, do that. And uh, subscribe to a very good show as well, because I enjoy those gentlemen. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll talk to you later. And I think to myself, What a beautiful world I see clouds of gray And clouds of white The bright blessed day 
And the dark sacred night And I think to myself 